the BFG. Chapter 6, The Giants. But if you are so nice and friendly, Sophie said, then why did you snatch me from my bed and run away with me? Because you saw me, the BFG, the big friendly giant answered. If anyone is ever seeing a giant, he or she must be taken away hip switch. Why? Sophie asked. Asked Sophie. Well, first of all, said the BFG, human beings is not really believing in giants, is they? Human beings is not thinking we exist. I do, Sophie said. Ah, but that is only because you have seen me, cried the BFG. I cannot possibly allow anyone, even little girls, to be seeing me and staying at home. The first thing you would be doing, you would be scuttling around, yelling, yodeling the news that you were actually seeing a giant. And then... And then a great giant hunt, a mighty giant Luxy, would be starting all up all over the world with the human beings running, rummaging for the great giant you saw and getting wildly excited. People would be coming, rushing and bushing after me with goodness knows. What, and they would be catching me and looking, locking me into a cage to be stared at. They would be putting me into the zoo or the bunkum house with all those squiggling hippo dumplings and crocodile dillies. Sophie knew that what the giant said was true. If any person reported actually having seen a giant haunting the streets of a town at night, there would be there would most certainly be a terrific terrific, terrific hullaboo hullaboo across the world. I will bet you, the BFG went on, that you would have been splashing the news all over the wonky world, wouldn't you, if I hadn't wiggled you away? I suppose I would, Sophie said, and that would not never do, said the BFG. So, what will happen next? What will happen to me now, Sophie asked. If you do go back, you will be telling the world said the BFG, most likely on the telly-telly bunkum box and the radio squeaker. So you will just have to be staying here with me for the rest of your life. Oh, no, cried the cried Sophie. Oh, yes, said the BFG. But I am warning you now, warning you not ever to go whiffling about out of this cave without I is with you or you will be coming to an ucky mucky end. I is showing you now who is going to eat you up if they is ever catching even one tiny glimpse of you. The 
big, friendly giant picked up Sophie off the table and carried her to the cave entrance. He rolled the huge stone to one side and said, "Peep out over there, little girl, and tell me what you is seeing." Sophie, sitting on the BFG's hand, peeped out of the cave. The sun was up now and shining fiery hot over the great yellow wasteland, with its blue rocks and dead trees. Is you seeing them? The BFG asked. Sophie, squinting through the glare of the sun, saw several tremendous, tall figures moving among the rocks. About five hundred yards away, three or four others were sitting quite motionless on the rocks themselves. This is giant country, the BFG says. Those is all giants, every one. It was a brain-boggling sight. The giants were all naked except for a short of sort of short skirt around their waist. And their skins were burnt brown by the sun, but it was the sheer size of each one of them that bungled Sophie's brain. Most of all, they were simply color colossal, colossal, far taller and wider than the big friendly giant upon whose hand she was sitting. She was now sitting. And oh, how ugly they were! Many of them had large bellies, and all of them had long arms and big feet. They were too far away for their faces to be seen clearly, and perhaps that was a good thing. What on earth are they doing? Sophie asked. Nothing, said the BFG. They is just mook. Mutually, and footchilling around and waiting for the night to come. Then they will all be galloping off to places where people is living to find their suppers. You mean to Turkey? Sophie said. Bone crunching giant will be galloping to Turkey, of course. Said the BFG, but the others will be whiffling off to all sorts of fungi places like Wellington for the booty flavor and Panama for the hatty taste. Every giant is having his own favorite hunting ground. Do they ever go to England? Sophie asked. Often, said the BFG. They say the English is tasting ever so wonderfully of wonderfully. Wonderfully, of Crodskaloop. I'm not sure. I quite know what that means. Sophie said, "Meanings is not important." Said the BFG. I can be right all the time. Quite often, I is left instead of right, and they and are all those beastly giants all over. They're really going off again tonight to eat people. Sophie asked. All of them is guzzing human beings every night. The BFG answered. All of them excepting me. 
That is why you will be coming to an ucky mucky end if any of them should ever be getting his gogglers upon you. You would be swallowed up like a piece of frumpkin pie, all in one dollop. But eating people is horrible. Sophie cried, "It's frightful! Why doesn't someone stop them?" And who, please, is going to stop them? Asked the BFG. Couldn't you? Said Sophie. Never in a pig's whistle! Cried the BFG. All of those man-eating giants is enormous and very furious. Furious. There is all at least two times my wineness and double my royal highness. Twice as high as you! Cried Sophie. Easily that. Said the BFG, "You are seeing them in the distance, but just wait till you get them close up. Those giants is all at least fifty feet tall, with huge muscles and cockles alive, alive. Oh, I is the titchy one. I is the runt. Twenty-four feet is puddleland. Puddlenuts in giant country." You mustn't feel bad about it," Sophie said. "I think you are just great. Why, even your toes must be as big as sausages." "Bigger," said the BFG, looking pleased. "They is as big as bumble harps." "How many giants are out? Are there out there?" Sophie asked. Nine altogether," answered the BFG. "That means," said Sophie, "that somewhere in the world, every single night, nine wrenched people get carried away and eaten alive." "More," said the BFG. "It is all depending, you see, on how big the human beings is. Japanese beings is very small, so a giant will need to gobble up about six Japanese before he is." Feeling full up, others like Norway people and the Yankee Doodles is ever so much bigger, and usually two or three of those makes a good tuckin. But do these disgusting giants go to every single country in the world? Sophie asked. All countries except Greece, excepting Greece, is getting visited sometime or another. The BFG answered, "The country which a giant visits is depending on how he is feeling. If it is very warm weather and the giant is feeling as hot as a sizzle pan, he will probably go galloping far up to the frisbee north to get himself an Esquimau." Or two to cool him down. A nice fat Eskimo. Eskimo to a giant, it's like a lovely ice cream lolly to you. Lolly to you. I'll take you your word for it, Sophie said. And then again, if it is a frosty night and the giant is frigidy with cold, he will probably. Fridging with cold, he will probably point his nose towards the swa- swattering, swattering hotlands to guzzle a few hotten tots. tots to warm him up. How perfectly horrible! Sophie said. 
Nothing hots a cold giant up like a hot, hot and tot, the BFG said. And as you were to put me down on the ground, and I was to walk out among them, Sophie said, "Would they really eat me up like a whiff's whittle?" cried the BFG. And what is more, you is so small they wouldn't even have to chew you. The first one to be seeing you would pick you up in his fingers, and down you'd go like a drop of drain water. Let's go back inside," Sophie said. "I hate even watching them." Chapter Seven: The Marvelous Ears. Back in the cave, the big friendly giant sat Sophie down once again on the enormous table. "Is you quite snuggly there in your nighty, night tie, night nighty?" he asked. "You isn't frigidly cold." "I'm fine." Sophie said, "I cannot help thinking," said the BFG, "about your poor mother and father. By now they must be jippling and scumping all over the house, shouting, 'Hello, hello! Where is Sophie gone?' I don't have a mother and father," Sophie said. "They both died when I was a baby. Oh, you poor little scrump, scrumpit, plit!" cried the BFG. "You is not missing them very badly." Not really," Sophie said. "Because I never knew them." "You is making me sad," the BFG said, rubbing his eyes. "Don't be sad," Sophie said. "No one is going to be worrying too much about me. That place you took me from was the village orphanage. We were all orphans in there. You is an, you is an orphan. Yes. How many is there in there? Ten of us," Sophie said. "All little girls." Was you happy there? The BFG asked. I hated it. The woman who ran it was called Mrs. Clonkers, and if she caught you breaking any of the rules, like getting out of bed at night or not folding up your clothes, you got punished. How is you getting punished? She locks us in the dark cellar for a day and night without anything to eat or drink. The rotten old rotster cried. The BFG. It was horrid. Sophie said. We used to dread it. There were rats down there. We could hear them creeping out. The filly old fizzwigger shouted. The BFG. That is the horridest thing I is ever. I is hearing for years. You was making me sadder than ever. All at once, a huge tear that would have filled a bucket rolled down one of the BFG's cheek and fell with a splash on the floor. It made quite a puddle. Sophie watched with astonishment. What a strange and moody creature this is! She thought. One moment he is telling me my. Head is full of squashed flies, and the next moment his heart is melting for me because Mrs. Clonkers locks us in the cellar. The thing that worries me, Sophie said, is ha- having to stay in this dreadful place for the rest of my life. The orphanage was pretty awful, but I wouldn't have been there for ever, would I? All is my fault. 
the BFG said. I is the one who kid snatched you. Yet another enormous tear welled from his eye and splashed onto the floor. Now I come to think of it, I wouldn't actually be here all that long, Sophie said. I's afraid you will, the BFG said. No, I won't, Sophie said. Those brutes out there are a bond to catch me sooner or later and have me for tea. I's never letting that happen, the BFG said. For a few moments, the cave was silent. Then Sophie said, may I ask you a question? The BFG wiped the tear from tears from his eyes and eyes with the back of his hand, and Sophie t- and gave Sophie a long, thoughtful stare. Shoot away, he said. Would you please tell me what you were doing in our village last night? Why were you poking that long trumpet thing into the Gucci's children's bedroom and then blowing through it? Aha! cried the BFG sitting up suddenly in his chair. Now we is getting noisier than a parker in the suitcase you were carrying. Sophie said, what on earth was that all about? The BFG stared suspiciously suspiciously at the small girl sitting across cross-legged on the table. You was asking me to tell you whoopsie big secrets, he said. Secrets that nobody is ever hearing before. I won't tell a soul, Sophie said. I swear, how could I anyway? I am stuck here for the rest of my life. You could be telling the other giants. No, I couldn't, Sophie said. You told me they would eat me up at the moment they saw me. And so they would, said the BFG. You was a human being, and human beings is like star straw bunkles and cream to those giants. If they are going to eat me the moment they see me, then I wouldn't have time to tell them anything, would I? So he said, you wouldn't, said the BFG. Then why did you say I might? Because I is brimful of buzz burglars. The BFG said, if you listen to everything I am saying, you will be getting urch. Earache. Earache. Please tell me what you were doing in our village last, in our village, Sophie said. I promise you can trust me. Would you teach me how to make an elephant? The BFG asked, what do you mean? Sophie said, I would dearly love to have an elephant to ride on. The BFG said dreamily, "I would, uh, I would so much love it. Love to having a jumbly el- big elephant and go riding, and go riding through green forests, picking peachy fruits, all the trees all day long. This is a sizzling hot, mucky, frumping country we is living in. Nothing grows in it except." Except snodcumbers, I would love to go somewhere else and pick peachy fruits in the near early morning from the back of an elephant. Sophie was quite moved by this curious statement. Perhaps one day we will get you an elef- elephant, so she said, and peachy fruits as well. Now tell me what you were doing in our village. 
If you're really wanting to know what I am doing, I am doing in your village. The BFG said, "I is blowing a dream into the bedroom of those children. Blowing a dream." Sophie said, "What do you mean?" I is a dream blowing giant. The BFG said, "When all the other giants is galloping off every." Every what way and switch to swoop, swoop, human beings. I scuttling away to other places to blow dreams into the bedrooms of sleeping children. Nice dreams, lovely golden dreams, dreams that is giving the dreamers a happy time. Now hang on a moment, a minute. Sophie said, "Where do you get these dreams? I collect them." The BFG said, waving an arm towards all the rows of, and bottle and rows of bottles on the shelves. I have billions of them. You can't collect a dream, Sophie said. A dream isn't something you can catch hold of. You is never understanding about it. The BFG said, "That is why I is not wishing to tell you." Oh, please tell me," Sophie said. "I will understand. Go on, tell me how you collect dreams. Tell me everything." The BFG settled himself comfortably to his chair and crossed his legs. "Dreams," he said, "is very mysterious things. They is flo- floating around in the air like little whipsy misty bubbles, and all the time they is searching for sleeping people. Can you see them?" Sophie asked. "Never at first. Then how do you catch them if you can't see them?" Sophie asked. "Aha!" said the BFG. "Now we is getting on to the dark and." Dusky secrets. I won't tell a soul. Eyes trusting you, the BFG said. He closed his eyes and sat quite still for a moment while BF while Sophie waited. A dream, he said, as it goes whiffling through the night air. I is making a tiny little buzzing humming noise, but this buzzing little buzz hum is. So silvery soft, it is impossible for a human being to be hearing it. Can you hear it? Sophie asked. The BFG pointed at his enormous trunk wheel ears, and which, which he now began to move in and out. He performed this exercise proudly with a little proud smile on his face. Is you seeing these? He asked. How could I miss them? Sophie said. They, they is looking a bit propsic, propsposterous, propsposterous to you, the BFG said. But you must believe me when I say this is very extra usual ears indeed. They is not to be coughed at. I'm quite sure they're not," Sophie said. "They're allowing me to hear absolutely every single twitty little thing. You can hear me. Can you can hear things I can't hear?" Sophie said. "You as deaf as a dumpling compared with me," cried the BFG. "You're hearing only 
thumping loud noises with your those little earwigs of yours, but I am hearing all the secret whispering of the world. Such as what? Sophie asked. In your country, he said, I is hearing the footsteps of a ladybird as she goes walking across a leaf. Honestly, Sophie said, beginning to be impressed. What's more, I is hearing those footsteps very loud. The BFG said, "When a ladybird is walking across a leaf, I is hearing her feet going clumpy, clump, clump, like giant's footsteps." Good gracious me! Sophie said, "What else can you hear?" I is hearing the little ants chittering to each other as they scuttle around in the soil. You mean you can hear ants talking? Every single word, the BFG. Although I am not exactly understanding understanding their language, which go on. Sophie said, sometimes on a very cleary, clear night, the BFG said, and if I is swiggling my ears in the right direction, and here he's swivered. His great ears upwards, so they were facing the ceiling. Facing the ceiling, if I is swiggling them like this, and the night is very clear, I is sometimes hearing far away music coming from the stars in the sky. A queer little shiver passed through Sophie's body. She sat very quiet. Waiting for more. My ears is what told me you was watching me out of your window last night. The BFG said, but I didn't make a sound. Sophie said, I was hearing your heart beating across the road. The BFG said, said loud as a drum. Go on, Sophie said. Please, I can hear plants and trees. Do they talk? Sophie asked. They are not exactly talking, the BFG said, but they is making noises. For instance, if I come along and I is picking a lovely flower, if I is twisting the stem of the flower till it breaks, then the plant is screaming. I can hear this. It's screaming and screaming very clear. You wouldn't mean it, Sophie cried. How awful! It is screaming just like you would be screaming if someone was twisting your arm right off. Is that really true? Sophie asked. You was you think I swiz swiz figgling you swiz figgling you. It is rather hard to believe. Then I is stopping right here," said the BFG sharply. "I is not wishing to be called a fibster. Fibster. Oh no, I'm not calling you anything," Sophie cried. "I believe you. I do really. Please go on." The BFG gave her a long, hard stare. Sophie looked right back at him. Her face. Open to his. I believe you," she said softly. She had often offended offended him. She could see that. 
I wouldn't ever be fibbling to you, he said. I know you wouldn't, but you must, Sophie said, but you must understand that it isn't easy to believe such amazing things straight away. I understand that, the BFG said. So do please forgive me and go on, she said. He waited a little, a while longer, and then he said, "It is the same with trees as it is with flowers. If I is chopping an axe, um, axe into the trunk of a tree, I is hearing a terrible sound coming from the inside, the heart of the tree. What 